Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. This week I am joined by Chris Waters, the architect of Constructed Adventures. Woohoo! Welcome, Chris! Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining. So, uh, I came by Chris by way of Errol, uh, which seems to be... I think that's like the linchpin of the escape room world. Kind of. What is it, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? I, yeah. I might be dating myself with that because that hasn't existed for a while. It but hasn't. it's the I game know where it. you, know, you can always connect any celebrity by like six people or projects. And I feel like it's the six degrees of Errol where it's like, it's I met six Errol, degrees Errol of this, How did you meet that. Errol? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it came from... Um, Oh, uh, Justin Nevin's Cryptex as I interviewed him on my YouTube channel back when I was doing those during the pandemic or, you know, during the height of the pandemic mostly. (laughs) But, uh, and then I think I got connected with a Cryptex hunt and he did a bunch of that and I connected with him. And now it's just, that was the, the glory that, that the silver lining of the big lockdown was connecting with everybody. It's a big industry. I met a lot of people. I have a regular escape room group now because of the pandemic. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, you played the Cryptex hunt. You don't, you kept talking to Errol. That shocks me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, He's so he didn't. friendly. He's so friendly. <laughs> he, he, that, that's how he gets you. Wise. Yeah, yeah, very wise. Very wise. So you have, uh, so Errol told me about you and and uh, you have a company called Constructed Adventures. Um, so yeah, before we get into that, I guess like, yeah, what is it? And how did you come to be in this very unique business? <laughs> Yes. So Constructed Adventures is just me. I hire people, but effectively it's just me. Uh, Where people hire me to build out, I like to start with saying I build out a seemingly serendipitous perfect day and or wild adventure for oftentimes a special occasion. Uh, A lot of marriage proposals or decade birthdays, anniversaries. Sometimes corporations will hire me to build like a big group game for like two okay. hours or or every once in a while, somebody wants to publicize something and they want some big treasure hunt built throughout the city that has a bunch of teams trying to get to a finish line and win some prize, usually for, for a, a splash or a buzz. But nice. once I, I say seemingly serendipitous, perfect days, and people are still staring <laughs> at me blankly, I'll always scoop back and say, think just wildly elaborate treasure scavenger hunts. Mm. Um, Oftentimes I'll submit and say scavenger hunt, even though it's not technically the term, but I've given up trying to force that narrative because I'm not going to beat out Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec and those shows that all have a scavenger hunt episode, quote unquote. But I build out a day where the world revolves around someone and they're propelled forward. Oftentimes it's very puzzly if they want it to be puzzly. Um, Usually it's, it's not necessarily puzzly, but it has the guise of being challenging and hard. What I've tend right. to find is people don't like to be challenged. They like to overcome a challenge. And <laughs> the difference between me and an escape room is an escape room. You're like, all right, we've signed up. We've paid money. Maybe we'll go to dinner or grab a drink beforehand. Like we're revved up. Yeah. With this, it's like you're at the grocery store and an actor comes up with a wax sealed envelope and was like, happy birthday. I've been instructed to give you this. And inside <laughs> it's like everything's been covered today. Leave your grocery shopping cart. Someone else will pay for this. There's a limo outside, get in the limo. And like, they're completely surprised by it, which is amazing and fun, but people don't often want to get surprised and then just like punished with a bunch of puzzles over and over and over again. So there, there's a fine balance that has to happen. It does remind me of that Brooklyn nine, ep- nine episode. I think it was the, uh, the bachelor party one where it was a, a scavenger hunt that one of the characters had arranged and they get stuck at like, 
the it's like just this convoluted puzzle that nobody can get. <laughs> it's so funny because every single like sitcom that has a scavenger hunt, it's the same mistake. That's the trope. And it's the right. mistake that everybody makes on an amateur level where, and this is my favorite rule that Errol had in one of his like escape room rules where it's just yeah. like, your puzzles are too hard. I don't have to look at them. I know <laughs> in a vacuum, it doesn't matter. Your puzzle are too hard. Nope. Yeah. Even that one. Yes. Even the first one you've made that you've spent 10 hours. It's too hard. Make it easier. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And like, that's the case is people, People miss the mark a lot. I have clients that'll hire me and kind of early on, even before the hiring has happened or a contract's been signed, I'm like, I don't think this person really wants this day. I think you want this day. You want <laughs> yeah. someone to do it for you. So there's a lot of kind of seeing between the lines to make sure that it's a perfect day. Because the, the goal is this whole thing is an exercise in extreme thoughtfulness. I'm trying to build a day where somebody feels really thought for and really loved and propelled through this in a really fun way, um, which you yeah. know, makes them feel good. So in those instances, do you find like some sort of a compromise where it's like, you know, that the person planning it might end up like might want it more than the person it's actually for. And, 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 and are you able to find a happy in between where both can be happy with it? Yeah. Well, one of the nice things is I'm, I'm booked out really far. And so that gives me a little bit of a clout because when we first start the conversation, Oh, it's not just whether or not they want to hire they they want to hire me. It's whether right. I want to take them as a client, which is a really right. nice position to be in. I'm very lucky that that's the case. I do yeah. two a month, and so it's not hard to to book out super far. Yeah. Uh, and so that works out really well. Where there's kind of um, I'm trying to find a mix of what's good game design and what's going to work for the player and what's going to work for the location. Those are the three right. big pieces. And sometimes people have an idea where it's like this has to happen. I'm like. Yeah. If you want that, I'm going to walk because I'm not going to do it. Right. I just I don't want to put my name on this where I know it's going to blow up because I tried it two years ago <laughs> and this actually happened. And most most people I work with are, are really great where they understand that we are now a team. They don't just hire me and throw a bunch of money at me and I just do this thing. It's like mm -hmm. we are working together. I could keep them in the dark, but I'm going to try to hit the beats that they want to hit. Double check. If I'm going to do something that I think is risky – I'm going to yeah. run it by them. And so it kind of works out as this compromise. And most of the people that, that I work with, actually all the people I work with now are just wonderful human beings that just want to create something cool. Yeah. Uh, and we can always find something that works out for everybody. Awesome. And I have, I have so many questions, but yes. uh, <laughs> I, I guess the, the first natural one to ask is how, how did you even come to, to be in this line of work? What is, what is your origin story, I guess? is the Oh, the origin story is really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short, I backed into this industry, not knowing it existed at all. And then <laughs> actually Tommy Haunton, who is like the other yeah. person that everybody knows, called me one day and he was like, we've been wondering about you. And I was like, oh my God, there's a secret society. And like, there kind of is. There's kind <laughs> of like a Did you a secret card in a black God, envelope? I wish. Oh, I know. man. I him some, some treasure hunt. He's kind of my mentor of sorts. But no, right. I, I started this through the Reddit Secret Santa gift exchange. Um, okay. And to anybody that has no idea what Reddit is, which surprisingly, there are people that don't, it is a gigantic website. It's like, you know, anywhere between like the fifth and 50th most popular website in the world at any given time. It consists of hundreds of thousands, if not maybe millions oh of subreddits. There's a subreddit for escape rooms. I actually moderate it. We're currently trying to do a big overhaul because there's been just like nothing but ads and we don't want that. Imagine um, that. <laughs> I know. I have a subreddit for constructed adventures. There's a subreddit for pictures of corgi butts because if you like corgis and their fluffy butts, like that's what this is. Anyway, there's a subreddit called Secret Santa where 
they have gift exchanges, anonymous gift exchanges. This is actually the last year they're doing it. They're sunsetting it, but a couple others have popped up. But essentially the idea is you sign up, um, you get matched with somebody in the world and somebody else gets matched with you and you stalk them, quote unquote, and you ship them a gift you think they'll like. Uh, Bill Gates used to do it. I don't know if he did last year. He might have stopped, but I know Snoop Dogg's done it. Ellen's done it. Like celebrities, oh. people have been given, you know, hundred like a thousand dollars cash or like a cruise or crazy yeah. stuff. Other people sometimes just get nothing. Like it just kind right. of happens. Anyway, uh, back in 2015, I got matched. My gifty lived 21 minutes away from me. Oh, and I was making wow. good money at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I have this opportunity to do something really cool for an internet stranger. And I, I'd known that other people had tried to do like a scavenger hunt thing and it just like never really worked. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I think I can do this. And so I just kept coming up with ideas of like, Oh, maybe I'll start and I'll send him to a statue where there's an envelope and there's tickets to the zoo. And then he's going to decode messages from the plaques in the the zoo and to a restaurant (laughs) where the server says, order whatever you want. Everything's been paid for to like a mirror maze to like, you know, yeah. this and a speakeasy and, and a hike and all that stuff. And and I had a good friend that was like, this is awesome. People would pay money for this. You're going to start a business. I'm going to build your website. What's your business name? I was like, I don't know, Constructed Adventures. And Gifty posted his recap of the day, which you, I think you can find on my website. If not, I'll, I need to post it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it hit the front page of Reddit. And I was off to the races. Uh, started wow. the business, did it for a couple of years, then jumped ship and... Now I do it full time and just travel all over the country and sometimes to other countries, depending on if there's a lockdown or not. <laughs> that, that does affect things. That That's insane. Yeah. So going around the world and stuff, did you have to during the pandemic then try and try and plan like remote adventures? Nope. Just did not. Oh, did not no. <laughs> yeah. Not. I, I didn't. My, my big thing was I, you know, <clears throat> I like to be very hands-on and very specific. And yeah. if I'm going to do an adventure, I am there. Somebody has eyes on the players as they're going through this it is very, like very heavily. Like my hand is on the scale tipping yeah. things. Yes or no. And remote adventures are great. It absolutely can be done, but it definitely like, something goes wrong and there's nothing you do to fix it. And I can't expect that. So yeah. yeah. When the lockdown went through, I, I canceled everything, returned a lot of deposits. And, um, I spent that year essentially trying to build a community and helping teaching and encouraging people to build these types of things on their own. It started with parents and kids where it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, Here's a template. It's going to take you like 10 minutes to put together. You're going to print these things out and then it'll take your kids like 30 to 45 minutes to, to, to beat. And now you've just gained 20 to 35 minutes of like you time. This is like a way to like min max your time. And you know, everybody was bored and looking for fun things to do. And so it was just trying to teach them what I knew a big, a big part of what I do is trying to help and encourage people to do this on an amateur and professional level, because Mm -hmm. there needs to be more of this, in the world. And I'm not going to be that guy that's just like hoarding secrets and like, I've made a lot of mistakes and I can easily help someone bypass all those mistakes and just kind of hit the ground running. And you have some of those on your YouTube channel too, right? The uh, like small two minute tutorials, just going through puzzle theory and that kind of thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, Hey, this is a great gambit. You know, one of my favorite ones is an Ottendorf cipher, which like, if you've seen national treasure, it's the one on the back of the declaration of independence. It's, It's my get out of jail free card. I use it in almost every adventure because it's fun. 
not super difficult to put together. Most people can kind of recognize it. Like you can go as hard as like no information and just numbers, or you can go as easy as like, this is an Ottendorf cipher. Three numbers, X, Y, Z, X equals line, Y equals word, Z equals letter, find the statue, use the plaque to decode. And they're out in like Central Park, New York, like doing this and it's just for them and it's a cool experience and it helps mitigate risk. So you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to drop Mm -hmm. a treasure chest somewhere, do anything. It's all contained, allows you to get there. So it's those types of things to help that. And then there's other other, uh, videos I'll do on like high-end theory of, you know, this type of feeling or this type of motivation or this is the type of thing you want. So it's kind of a mix for everything. Yeah, uh, that and that's very valuable. I think more of that needs to be in the in the uh, world, at least in the puzzle, yeah. in the design world, at least to because uh, the number of times you know somebody just tries to figure out puzzle design in a vacuum, um, <laughs> having those it's resources, so hard. yeah, and it's it's hard because there's just like. You know, I wish that there had been a me when I was a kid because who hasn't wanted to try to build like an immersive treasure scavenger hunt for a loved one, for a proposal or a birthday or something like that. But it's just like, I don't know where to start. And so I try to make it where it's like, yeah, here's my formula. It's on my website. It's on the blog. Perfect formula. Start with that formula. And then it's just a matter. It's a sexy, sexy like formula, right? Where you start at the end and you figure this out and then you figure out your locations and then you figure out how you're going to propel your player along and you can kind of break it down into a nice, easy to digest thing. So you're not just staring down the barrel of like this crazy day that you have to do where it's like, no, first I just going to send them to a coffee shop. Yeah. All right. What's my clue, right? GPS exactly. coordinates, address, right? Picture, you know, directions, whatever. Right. Uh, and it's a, it helps, it helps make it a little bit easier to handle. Yeah, exactly. Now I am, I am curious because having, having done, uh, immersive events before as well and people have heard about it on this podcast but you know there's there's one thing to plan things out to design it and you and you do a lot of research i'm sure into like your well i know because yeah. you, you say you do it a lot of it into the locations you're going to into the things you're going to be doing and then actually physically getting there um things might I know from my experience, things might tend to change uh, once once you're actually there with the physical reality in front of you. And yes, have you had to? How have you learned to deal with that a lot? Uh, or like, have you had to deal with it a lot? And and how how have you learned to overcome those kinds of uh, last minute changes? Yeah, and so a lot of it just comes with. Um, I will fly out at least a week in advance. Um, mm-hmm. If it's something bigger, I'll fly out about a week and a half in advance. And the, really the big thing is like, you'd be amazed what you could do when you have an entire week and a half and this is your only goal. Like you can do, <laughs> you can do a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Um, and I tend to find it, it's almost easier for me to just walk up to the restaurant and be like, hi, I want to do like a, a unique event with your restaurant. Can I talk to a manager? And it's just like a lot easier to get in and just be like, this is what I want to do. than trying to do a phone call or even God forbid an email. Yeah. Um, and so what ended up happening, I'm actually at the date of this recording, I'm, I'm flying out to New York city tomorrow to do one. And so I have a lot of the pieces in place where it's like, I know what the hotel that they're staying at when they get there. I know they're getting in here. We have this dinner reservation. We have a lot of like the big hits. And then it's a couple things where it's like, one of the things is we're going to try to put together like a shell game uh, on the Rockefeller ice rink with like trying to discern the right person to talk to. Um, And so Rockefeller would be amazing. 
but it's also going to be kind of insane on a Saturday in December. Yeah. But like Central Park has one that's a lot less crazy. So the next couple of days are me checking all these locations, talking to people. And then the Saturday before the adventure is just like me hitting the zones when I'm hoping that I send them to those zones. So I could be like, oh no, there's like a, a like a weekly LARP in Central Park at this oh. location. Like we can't use this. So I don't get surprised. Um, yeah. And then when I build out the adventure, there's flexibility built in. Um, I usually have at least one or two stops that can just be kind of completely plucked from the thread. So if they're falling behind, I can kind of write the ship at the timeline. Um, okay. You know, cause yeah. like this one's going to end with a really expensive dinner and like, I have to stick that landing on the reservation. Otherwise like, right. I don't know. <laughs> and so there's, there's kind of pieces in place to try to, speed players up slowing them down is not not hard if i need to slow them down i'll just like <laughs> give the bartender extra money and be like give him another drink <laughs> and then like oh, just give him a drink or in the case of this one oftentimes the person that hires me goes along with the adventure uh and so they kind of have me in their pocket in their ear where i'm like hey i need you to kill like 10 minutes and like we just stop and use the restroom right even if they don't and so they they get to have fun but they also get to take ownership over like creating this thing and like sticking the landing at this dinner if they start you know at 10 a.m in the morning oh my gosh so these experiences uh, on a scale of like it could be as small as this or it could be as large as this like what's you know what what tends to be the range of what you could do I like are you talking price or like oh, I know not to bring price into this because <laughs> it's all price too because people just have no idea um yeah. most of the time for me um the like it can you, you're not going to want to hire me to like fly out to do something in home so usually right. it starts at something kind of around the city I will right. do and I call them large group games um where it's like instead of being like four to eight hours it's like two to three and it's tons of teams all running around in like a specific area uh so that kind of varies but it's still you still need the same kind of game mechanics it's just less less immersive and less like the world's revolving around you and more just like crowd control um (laughs) Right. But yeah, I've, I've done ones in other countries. Um, really what I tell people, and I, I used to, I used to have people that just hire me where it's like, we want to have a fun day. And I don't do that anymore because mm-hmm. there needs to be a payoff. And, you know, it's like, if you just want to have a fun day, go to an escape room. It's going to be way less expensive. And like, you'll probably get more out of it. But this one, this one upcoming is a 50th birthday. And so it's also involving lots of friends and family that are either mm-hmm. calling in at the right time to be a part of it, to give instruction and play like a small role. Um, and this one's like kind of James Bond adjacent where turns out all of her friends and family are all part of this like secret, secret organization. Um, and now she's being initiated into it. And so it's like at every stop she's told to do something and she's trying to find like, codename this person and like it's a it's a subtle hint to their relationship together and and then the hope is that there can be a you know whatever the challenge or whatever the stop is has something to do with their relationship and a really easy example is one of one of her friends is codenamed meowza she's on the on the west coast and this on the east coast and apparently she helped her like pick out her cats or like i guess in their time together like they've always been together and we've picked out like a pet or a cat yeah yeah so they're gonna go to a cat cafe and like 
she's going to get a call from Codename Meowza at that exact time. We're really like, I'll just be sitting in the cafe, like call now. She'll have a script. And then like maybe one of the cats in the cat cafe has like a key hanging around its collar. And like the puzzle is discerning which cat. And then (laughs) it opens up a box that she had that sends her to the next thing. Right. So it's like, it could be, you know, the, the goal is to try to make it meaningful and like, you know, really special to this person, but also potentially puzzly and, you know, fun and challenging. (laughs) Oh man, I would both love and hate having to try and convince a cat to give me a key. Yeah, yeah. There are some people that are like, I hate cats and I'm allergic, and I'm like, cool. If I was hired for you, there would not be a cat cafe, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very specific well, to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very specific <laughs> to the person. I, I mean, I've done ones with like helicopter took a woman to a wild animal park where an otter came and hand off handed off a clue, and <laughs> I had somebody scuba dive a shipwreck to find a treasure chest that was planted down there, and just trying to kind of create those wild like how did this happen moment you know and it can be done how did they arrange this like yeah 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 it it can be done through just kind of like life hacking i i did a video on using like a viewfinder like you know those long either like a monocular or one of those things you put like 25 cents in and you Mm -hmm. look through and essentially it was a group in uh new jersey and they were great guys it was really fun the whole thing ended up culminating with him finally getting this treasure chest open and it was like a smirnoff ice in it and like it was the longest smirnoff icing of all time um (laughs) which i just thought was the funniest thing ever such so much money and time and effort put into this like his birthday uh but they they essentially had this leather bound journal with all of these like information that they got in the beginning of the day and none of it made any sense but as they got to these different stops they're like wait that drawing is the clock tower like right. okay we need to do this and now we start with the you know the coordinates and we walk this direction to do this so they got to this area where they essentially had like a sheet of paper with a quarter um, a location and like a compass direction and they put the quarter in this viewfinder, like an abandoned observatory up on the top of this hill in New Jersey. And they turn it to like the certain degree and they look and they're like, there's a guy sitting on a bench and he's waving at us. And it's just like (laughs) half a mile away. And really what happened was like that guy sitting on the bench had just like an AirPod or, you know, headphones in. He's on the phone with somebody who's just hiding in the bushes that's like, wave now. And then he waves and like they just lose their minds because like, how does that happen? And really, it's like, it's a lot of ding dong ditch and hiding in the bushes and stuff like that, right? (laughs) Behind the scenes of these things, you know, same thing with escapers, right? Behind the scenes of escapers is just duct tape. There's so much like duct tape (laughs) and like, you know, things that they're trying to, to, to keep going, but to get, to get that, that wow moment where you're just like, what, how, how? This is saying like, you can get the wow moment and it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive, but if you have a lot of money and you want to involve like helicopters and otters, like by all means, we could do that too. (laughs) I don't know. I like the idea of just like, can you just have somebody like, you know, wave at me at this particular time? And that's the thing. I did, I did a video on this. of just like a lot of people get caught up when they're building these where it's like, it has to be challenging. There has to be lots right. of like puzzles and really and like, no, no, you really don't need it. Especially if you're doing like a proposal or something where it's really yeah. time-based, make it easy. <laughs> but 
it's all about, it's not about the challenge. It's about the feeling. So you're trying to elicit mm-hmm. a feeling from the player and what type of feeling you're trying to elicit. And really you're trying to elicit excitement, excitement. Some people want thrill, somewhat whimsy, but telling your, your player to go here and wait for further instructions is super easy and super awesome. And it's the most present that person will ever be because they're sitting here and now everyone could be the person like is that jogger is that dog is that old man is this and maybe a drone flies down and hands something maybe they get a phone call or a text or something like that maybe someone um you know comes by and hands a wax sealed envelope and it's so easy to do and it doesn't cost any money but it's a really cool feeling for for people uh so just trying to trying to do that's the the goal I, I think I watched that video and I think, you know, I, I really, I really liked that idea too. It's like, it's, it's in that anticipation, right? Like what, it's not just about the puzzles, as you said, it's what comes next, right? Especially if you're using those physical locations to your advantage, right? It's not, it's different from an escape room in that you go into an escape room and you expect you know, you expect that something in here is going to open and it's probably going to be that wire that connects with that door or whatever, right? You you know that something's going to happen. Sometimes they'll catch you off guard. But if you're just, yeah, like you say, in the woods or mm-hmm. in a park and you have no idea what what could be happening next, yeah. that that can really add to an experience in a way like uh, that, you know, makes it all the more special. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the one dimension you don't really get in escape rooms and it's, it's discovery and it's like discovery, like there's plenty of discovery in escape rooms, but it's like, that's, and that's one of the reasons why you want to err on the side of being easy is it's like an escape room. You have your boundaries, right? Like it's in yeah. this room and it'll probably open up and there'll be more rooms. Cause that's really fun. Yeah. But like everything's here, but you have to be real clear when you do these because people's brains go. Cr- and even you've probably seen with escape rooms where people jump to these wild conclusions. <laughs> oh, and you're like, yeah. really? You really think it's that deep? Like this ain't the MIT puzzle hunt, right? Like this yeah. is something that has to be beaten an hour. And, and especially with mine where it's like, New York City is a big place. Oh, yeah. And if you go the wrong way on the subway, we have lost 15 to 30 minutes minimum. Right. right. And now if, we've, if they're 15 to 30 minutes behind the schedule, like what do we do to help get them back on track? And so it almost, you know, the be, the most important thing is the schedule. If we're going to do a marriage proposal, probably going to be at sunset, probably hired a photographer for like an hour or two. Right. And like, we don't need them standing in the middle of a field with a book full of numbers like three hours behind because you wanted to get clever with your design, right? Yes. Nice and easy. <laughs> Sounds like a stage management nightmare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when your actor can, you know, just when they get their lines wrong, they could just go off somewhere else. <laughs> and yeah. your player, your main player, right? And Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. It's like, yeah, what if they get behind? What if you have people hired for a particular time? What if the sun has to hit a certain point for it to look perfect? Yeah. Yeah. Really with that, if there's some super, and I call them gambits and Mm -hmm. I I use that term. I have a lot of lingo that I've made up myself and just kind of rigidly Mm -hmm. stick to, but the idea of a gambit is anything that propels your player along. And so some gambits are, like I said, the Ottendorf cipher is super easy, right? Works at any time, any place, statues, Well, probably not going anywhere, at least by the time you encode the message. Um, but if you're going to do something super risky where the sun has to hit it, you better have a contingency. <clears throat> you like right. having what are the instructions that are going to be on this wall when the sun hits it in an envelope. And you can, it's, I, you know, you've had times where it's like, hey, random passerby, here's $20. I need you to hand this envelope to someone and right. say, I was instructed to give you this. Or in my case, I always hire 
<clears throat> somebody who's just with me on my side the entire day. Their job is to just be available. And there's a chance uh-huh. where I am paying somebody, you know, 20 bucks an hour and they are basically just hanging out with me all day. But there's a chance that I needed them to run to TJ Maxx and buy four red umbrellas. Or there's a chance I need them to go <laughs> intercept the player here with this envelope that I just wrote and like wax sealed in a park and make that happen because it's it's a really cool experience when everything seems to work. And we want to kind of have that air of perfection, even yeah. though it's a very imperfect craft. I, I like I like that you use the word seemingly in your in your first description. Yes. <laughs> a seemingly perfect experience. Yes. That being said, so what you know, you've you've been doing this for how many years now? Or so I started December twenty fifteen, so yep. six years minus twenty twenty, so kind of like five, <laughs> depending on you know, you want to count that. So six years is good. Yeah. So what are what are a couple of the like <clears throat> biggest design lessons you've learned, I guess, in this uh in this industry? Yeah. And so the big one is, is Errol's thing of, uh, well, my number one rule, and I have a top 10 list that I should probably update, but the biggest one is mitigate risk. Um, you want to do whatever you can to reduce the risk on yourself to make sure this thing goes smoothly. And especially for your first one, people like to try to get real clever and it's like, don't, don't be clever, make it simple, <laughs> make it like elegant simplicity is so great and so important. And a lot of people think that they need to do things that they don't. So mitigating risk is the first one. Every stop, think through what could go wrong and then be prepared for when it does go wrong. So you're like, oh, cool. We're going to do this, right? Right. Something goes wrong and this happens. Um, And then it, it kind of goes along with that of, like ratchet down the difficulty. Um, if you're doing like a group of people, you can make it a little bit harder, but mm-hmm. you should also try to play test and you could go on. Uh, I have a discord channel, a pretty active discord channel um, where we do a lot of the tricky puzzle hunts. We're actually starting to like gather people to tackle the MIT puzzle hunt for the first year. Ooh. Spoiler alert. We're not going to do well. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, um, it is not meant to be, and I don't want to win, right? The winners have to build the following year. Oh, it, I seems like, it seems like the worst prize in the yeah, world. Yeah, I know. To be honest. Um, so just like just join that. We have a playtesting channel where people can be like, "Hi, can you guys tr- please try to beat this puzzle?" And then then people will do it and be like, "You should try changing this, this, this." This is the answer. This is my recommendation. So the goal has been to try to build a community of people helping each other. So you're not on this island when you're building this. Um, Those are kind of the big ones is don't, don't hesitate to tap into the industry. Um, Tap into like the communities of people. Um, I consult. So if you're really worried about it, I'm happy to consult with you. Give a couple hours of my time to make sure that like you're prepared for this as prepared as you can be. Um, But you don't need me necessarily. And to be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably all right on your own, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, you probably have some ideas that you want to use and, and, uh, I'm always happy to encourage and steer people in the right direction. But that's the big one is since you're dealing with this extra dimension of location and discovery, one of my personal rules is, um, and this is a good rule period, but it goes doubly with these is when, when somebody makes a solve, they should know exactly what to do next. Um, yep. It's why I, I don't really like riddles because riddles oh. are like, yeah, there's like six answers that are really totally work. Yeah. Um, and I want to make sure that it's like, you make this solve and you know that you need to go to this address and find this person and give this password. Um, and it can, there can be like a little, you know, find the person with the red scarf and the blue hat. And even though like you think it's too obvious, they're still like, they're still not sure. And their heart's pounding as they're going up to this stranger to give this password. Um, and that's, that's a really fun experience. So kind of always going back to 
you want to create a good experience. You want to make it easy on yourself the day of. Don't get too fancy. You can get fancy on the next ones, right? And if the first one's super easy, then the next one you can hit them with a kitchen sink. But if you build some puzzle hunt for your husband or wife who's like kind of into it um, yeah. and it's just brutal, then they're never going to want to do it again. But if you build something that's super easy and they just feel like a champion, then you can you can ratchet it up and make it harder on round two. Yeah, it's more maybe about like ratcheting up the mystery rather than the the challenge, right? Like, yes, you know. Yeah, the intrigue. The intrigue. Uh, that's one thing with with Errol's puzzles. Like, as much as I want to punch him in the face every time I I play test one of his puzzles, generally I'm I'm so used to them now that I know that if I think I have an answer, but it's super vague and I'm not sure, I tend to know it's not the answer because his puzzles, I tend to know immediately. Like once I have it, oh yeah, that's it. That's gotta be it. Like That's good game design, right? Um, With proper signposting and there's signposting and puzzles, but I I have, I think one of my latest videos about signposting and it's like, let them know. You need to let your players know they're on the right track because nothing sucks more than like walking into a restaurant being like, I sure hope I'm not going to make an idiot out of myself by like (laughs) saying this password to a host or hostess and having him just be like, okay. And then you're like, maybe I need to say something different or maybe they're the wrong person. And that's just a bad feeling. And so don't do that. I, I don't Make know if I've told this story on this podcast yet, but the uh, the ARG at Recon that uh, did you did you attend Recon? I did at all? not. Okay, I was no traveling during that time. I know it was a remote thing, but I had a lot of other things going. Oh, on Oh yeah, time. I totally get it. So Errol had designed an ARG for it, or helped design an ARG for it, and uh, I I was play t- or I was playing it, and I. I haven't played many ARGs, but I know that it can involve anything, right? And um, not realizing, of course, like I I didn't follow the one rule and I, you talk about signposting and people going down rabbit holes and that sort of thing. I found a website. I thought that the answer to the question was like this particular website and it was a website I was supposed to go to, but shock, it was like the Room Escape Artist website I was supposed to go to. (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, I don't know why I went down the rabbit hole I did, but it resulted in me calling a travel agency because i thought it's an arg you know oh, <laughs> it no. could be anything i have to phone call i'm a little weirded out that i have to phone because it's an international conference and whatever and i ended up having a 10 or a five to 10 minute discussion with this travel agency person in arizona um who was very confused about the person in toronto during a oh, pandemic who wanted no. to book a trip <laughs> And I'm just trying to get clues out of him. And, you know, I'm like, where are you? He's like, well, I'm in Phoenix. I'm like, Phoenix, you say? Ah, ha. And and then, like, you know, (laughs) five minutes in, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know if this is, this is. So I'm texting Errol at the same time, being like, is this the answer? And he's like, no, but you're so close. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) So I I very quickly hung up and then sent an email after. I guess they had a a, a grand old time knowing, like, they they thought it was funny, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. most people receive it easily. I did have somebody that that I had a giant, I used to do a giant event called the Grand Hunt. It was every year for my birthday where teams had to find me on my birthday. I was like 50 to 150 people. People could like bring friends and form teams. Very drunk. Um, well, it's always <laughs> in like a bunch of bars. Yeah. And this one was like heist themed. And essentially they had to find like a bag man who's carrying out a bag with the same key just over and over and yep. over again. And you had to pickpocket the key from the bag man. Ah. And like you found a dossier on them. It was actually a woman. Picture, exact outfit, name, everything she responds to. Like it was like, here, here is the win. 
All yeah. you have to do yeah. is this, and she will play along. And I still had somebody that like stole some keys from a woman, <laughs> just like a oh, random person, and, like pickpocket. And she was like, "Please don't take my keys." And like, okay, wink. And it's just like random car keys with like keychains yeah. and stuff. Yeah, not the picture of the key. So it's just like people. <laughs> You can, People's you brains can, go in weird directions. They do weird things, and there's like no. Sometimes there's just no way to plan for that. Like you can, yeah. you can make all of the contingency plans in the world, and somebody yeah. still might be like, you know what? Yeah. I think the answer is a sheep, and like run yeah. off. And- or like, there's the letters N J in this in this instruction. So we need to go to New Jersey, and it's like, no, we're not leaving Manhattan. You do not need to go to New Jersey. Stop, stop, get off, get off the subway. It's literally, <laughs> it's literally this place right here, right down the street. <laughs> so it uh, it happens not as much anymore. I've gotten better, um, but it's also my kind of rigid sticking to my rules of I'd rather have it be too easy than too hard. And yep. that's yeah. that's really it. Difficulty works best when it's there's no timeline, no ticking clock. That's very true. Do you yeah. have um do you have like a a favorite experience you've done in the six years you've been doing this? Or have they all been? <clears throat> oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have some. I have some really fun ones. It's it's really cool. I've done, I think, I think I'm at 84. Let me check. I think this one, let me see if uh, this one might be 85. Look through my little list. Oh, do you rank them? Is that no, this is just number 85. Oh, this is number adventure. 85. Okay. This one in, in New York is adventure number 85. Okay. Um, and they're all different. And I'll definitely recycle mechanics that are just fun and work. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. if something, if something's gonna be like, you know. Uh, I love doing wax sealed envelopes. Cryptexes are great. They're just good things that work really oh, yeah. well. But each one is specific to the person and the location and the experience. Um, and so I'm I'm looking through. I, I always go back. I love the the first proposal I ever did was really fun, where it was like um, you know those Russian nesting dolls where like you know you pop. Yeah. I did that with treasure chests. So it started with like this huge chest on her doorstep, and then like gets yeah. it open. There's another one, and took her to all these places that were meaningful to their relationship. And like every time she opened a chest, there was like little prizes or snacks, and then like the next instructions, which is like kind of a mind twist where you're like, okay, this chest has this envelope, which sends them here, which opens the next one before you have to make sure that like you've marked your envelopes and all that. But it all, it all ended with her going to the place where they like went on their first date, which was like the highest point in San Diego where he was waiting with like the final key. And so she carried around her ring the whole day, you know, going to all these places. Then he like opens it up and pulls out the ring and gets down on one knee. And so it's just kind of like a fun, clever thing. So I I really love that one. And he would be very upset if I ever said that there was like another proposal that was more of my favorite than that. Cause we're, (laughs) we've become good friends now. Um, So it's, it's fun. I love doing proposals because they're high stakes. The ending is already baked in. Usually we have like a lot of the stops we're going to use. So it makes it a little bit easier on me to like figure out where to go. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So like, like what, I guess, is it more challenging then when it's like, yeah, like you say with a proposal, the, the kind of the, the arc is sort of already built in, right? Like the the emotional points you want to hit when it's something like, birthday or or something more generic is it is it more difficult at that point to to kind of plan it out yeah with that the the big thing for me is there has to be a payoff um and the payoff doesn't have to be climactic but it has to be meaningful uh so with these you know i'm not a huge fan of doing anniversaries because oftentimes it's like 
what do you do? And a lot of people are like, well, you're, this adventure is the gift. And it's like, that's fine. But the adventurers still work. They're still figuring right. things out and they're going to be exhausted by the end of the day. And there needs to be a payoff. And that's why proposals are great. Cause like payoffs there, right. best mo- maybe best moment of their life, right? This huge thing all culminating with this. Birthdays work really well because you have two automatic options. Surprise party, which is this mm. great thing where it like builds and builds and builds and the curtains pulled back. And, ah, surprise. Yeah. Or then just like gifts, right? Where maybe they get some box, a lock box, and the whole day is spent trying to find the key. Or maybe yeah. they the phase one is find, find their presence and then phase two is find the key and it ends with them opening and getting their gift, which is something like that. But I consulted with a woman who did one where the – her husband had been trying to get her to watch the movie Interstellar for like five years. <laughs> it's not that she didn't want to watch it. It was just like, you know, never really <laughs> you, felt like it. Because it's going to be like, the mood for Interstellar, I feel like. For sure. And so, but it was like, it had kind of become like a thing with their relationship where it's nice. like, he kept being like, how about we watch Interstellar? She's like, yeah, I'd rather watch Parks and Rec, like Ted Lasso or something like that. Yeah. Then it became like, trope where it's like i kind of want to watch interstellar but i definitely don't want to because we're going to see how long this goes so she did this whole adventure which ended with like there was a sitter watching the kids she rented an airbnb with like a big tv or projector Mm -hmm. and she was like he gets to the end and she's finally agrees to watch interstellar with him and turns out like she was like yeah it was fine it was like right (laughs) you know like she didn't really like it which is a funny (laughs) cherry on top but all that to say like that's a great payoff you have that inside joke with your significant other Oh, it's so perfect. So it doesn't have to be something crazy or grandiose, but you do want to have something. That makes sense. Like pay up, pay off is important. You want to have a satisfying yeah. end, right? Like, yeah, you don't want to just yeah. be like, we're done. Or like, we're yeah. going to go to a dinner at the same place that we go to every Friday night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> has, has there been anything that you haven't done yet that would be on, I guess, I guess your design bucket list. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a pretty robust design bucket list. And I'm starting to be able to check things off because I, I'm, I'm finding people that, that have a little bit more money to work with, which mm. like I, I charge a flat rate. So it, it raises depending on how booked out I am. So it's a little yep. bit of supply and demand, but like a bigger budget doesn't necessarily mean I get paid more, but it means I get to do some cooler stuff. Um, and so one of them, I really want to have somebody intercepted on a flight where they're like oh. on a plane and either the flight attendant or somebody's just like booked a ticket. And it was like, I was instructed to give you this. That one's real tricky because like, obviously Error. after 9-11, there's this. So I'd have to like yeah. get a hold of Southwest, um, find a flight. At, you know, like I get why, but it could be done. Yeah. Um, even if it's like super subtle, right? Yeah. Um, so that was a big one. I think it'd be really fun to do one on a cruise. Um, most oh, of the time, <laughs> yeah, most of the time, a lot of the ones that I do, it's like, it's all in a day. Everything is a day, starts mm-hmm. at this time, ends at this time. And so I like the idea of flirting with like multi-day ones, but usually at the end of the day, people are just gassed. And so I have a lot of people that think they want, like, I want a week, eight to, to eight every day. And it's like, dude, you don't want, it's like Disneyland, right? right. You get to Disneyland. And you get there at 8 a.m. and you're jazzed and your kids are excited. And then by noon, everyone's like kind of ready to not be at Disneyland anymore. <laughs> and you go through this like these swings of emotions. And like by 5 p.m., like your kids have like the thousand yard stare. It's like they've been through like a war. They've like gone through so many. So it's, it's a little bit like that. And in the longer days, I'll build in breaks or, you know, you go here and you go to a movie. And at the end of the movie, someone taps you on the shoulder with a thing or like there's something under the seat. And, um, 
you know, or like a massage, or maybe it's even like go home and they get home and they're like, you need to be at this place at five. And it's like, oh, it's three. So we've got two hours to kind of like chill and relax. It's, it's really important to build those breaks in. I, I, even something as simple as like, you know, when we plan our escape room trips now, like I think when we, when we first did them, and we'd be like, yeah, 11 rooms in a day. And yeah, who needs to eat? We'll just, we'll just grab something on the go. And, and, uh, <laughs> room 11. I don't, I don't think I could speak anymore. I think yeah. my brain was that mushy. And, and, uh, and it turns out like having, yeah, like building in gaps where either you're sitting more or yeah. just sitting and eating. Yeah. Kind of I just want to text on my phone. I just want to surf Reddit, like scroll Instagram, like yeah. not think about it, like, exhale through my nose because there's like a cat like with a duck just like that's oh, funny you know yeah. i want i need that in you know need some trash tv in there somewhere yes. where i just watch yeah. gordon ramsay yell at people and it's yeah great. some video um, game where i'm just button mashing right like i don't yeah. i don't need yeah. to think or be engaged yeah it is funny like when people talk like they think they want this and it's like you don't want this you really don't <laughs> you really don't now having no. having um You've you've organized a ton of these, like you just mentioned, like oh, number eighty five. What a great one! Yes. Uh, would you like having done all of it and having you know been behind the curtain for so long? Would you want one organized for yourself? Like, would it? Would oh it yeah. Still be magical. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. It's like you know what is it? Love languages, right? Yeah, Where it's like yeah. if your love language is giving gifts, it means like you really want a lot of gifts. Please don't. I don't want to spend time with you. I don't want quality time. I just want stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're trying to give something what somebody else wants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the problem would be is like you know. Like, how, how do you do it, right? How do you do it? You, right. you bring in somebody else or something like that. I'd see it coming from a mile away. Yeah, I was like, Especially with you- my life where they're like, hey, Chris, when are you going to be in this country or state? Like, you know, like it's so hard to do. Um, so I understand. But yeah, it would, it would be really fun. I've done yeah. ones. I've had I've had times where like people do pre-built ones where it's like we would just want to do this as like an escape room outdoors. So I'll go play test those. And those are those are a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely maybe maybe a way to surprise you would be like hiring you and then you arrive on site and then there's something set up there for you. <laughs> like they've actually hired you to come to your own, you know, yeah. surprise thing that they've that'd also be, designed. Would be so impressive. Because <laughs> it's like, are you, are you literally going to like, I'm going to send you a contract. You're going to pay me a deposit and I'm going to get to this. And I'm just like, psych. Like, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I would be, that would be like, that would be next level, right? You know, yeah. you talk, people talk about the movie, The Game. Right. And it's like, what I do is basically the game, but scaled way back and not creepy because that's a movie and you can't try, try as you might. It's very hard to mm-hmm. do that because there's too many things, too yeah. many moving pieces in the world where it's just like, cool. Like, especially right now, you're going to pay me fly out. Everything's bank- banking on me getting here and like, all of a sudden, like a flight got delayed, right? I like it's delayed like every other flight I go on right now because yeah, it's yeah. it's insanity right now. So it's that's really tricky, and oftentimes you need to have those things solidified in, and uh, you and, have to sacrifice a little bit of that magic sometimes just to ensure yeah. that like everything plays. Yeah, but I imagine yeah you'd be looking at in all the bushes around you to uh, <laughs> to see who's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, I guess like we always, I always love talking about the triumphs and that, but have there been, is there something that's still a challenge for you? Like in, in, in doing these or something that uh, you're still working on, like, you know, I guess I'm going to say finessing, but uh, yes. I don't know the right word for it. Um, one of the big tricky things for me is I don't like committing to something until it's like pretty close to the adventure. Mm. Um, 
And what ends up happening is like, I, and you know, somebody will hire me like four months out and they're like, I would like a complete outline of how this adventure is going to go. And I was like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to get that because what's going to end up happening is I'm going to build a complete outline and I'm going to land in, you know, Austin, Texas, and I'm going to hit all these spots. I'm going to be like, all this sucks. Google maps, the liar, like I need to rebuild it. And so there, and this is just kind of the case with a lot of events. There's just stuff that's done last minute. You know, one of my, one of my friends is a, is a florist for weddings and like she gets the flowers, like the weddings on Saturday, the flowers come in on Thursday or Friday. Like they can't come in any earlier because they'll die. And so you just have like Thursday, Friday going to really suck. And there's nothing I can do about it. And that's kind of the case with this is like, I like to wax seal the envelopes the night before because I want to look at what I've written down, look at the little marking on the envelope, look at my key, put it in the envelope, stamp it so I can be absolutely assured that like when they get envelope at stop number three, it has the instructions that get them to stop number four and not stop number five. And now like it's all happened. And what inevitably happens is there's some amazing location that I'm like banging my head at. Like speakeasy is a great example. There are yeah. some speakeasies that are just like a nightmare to get a hold of. Oh, yeah. And like you have to text a phone number. They might just not call back. And then like the night before, they're like, yeah, we can do it. And now I'm like, all right, let's change some things and do all this. And so right. there's inevitably a lot of last minute stuff just because things happen. And like they're mm-hmm. paying for flexibility and they get flexibility and like – Sometimes I'll do one where I arrive and they're like, well, this anniversary just found out my wife's pregnant. So we can't do all the bars and the whiskey themed adventure we wanted to do. And now we need to change it. And can we drop the budget a little more? Cause I have a baby on the way and it always ends up working. It always ends up being great. Um, Sometimes it's a little stressful for me, but that is, that's a tricky part is my goal is to always try to do as much as I possibly can as early as I can. And then inevitably, I get done and I'm like, yeah, I really wish I'd done that too, because that was five (laughs) hours the night before and really wish I could have done other things. So it's trying, trying to get as much done stuff done and committing to like, all right, dinner reservations at six 30. Gotta work around that. So if there's some amazing experience that's only at six 30, like we can't do the amazing experience because I've already made this commitment. So, right. So there's a, is there a lot of then I'm curious, like, is there a lot of like customer comforting going on? Like make like you know, calming their nerves as well yes. as, as things get closer and, and yeah, yeah. It, 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 there has to be that. And it's so tricky because sometimes someone's like super nervous about it. And I'm like, I, you're just going to have to trust me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job. Got some great reviews, got some great testimonials. Like a yeah. lot of people are like, yeah, just let him do his, let him do his thing. It'll, it'll work. And you know, the day of, uh, the example I like to give to like proteges of mine, everybody doing it. It's like, it's kind of like white knuckle steering, like a really well-built <laughs> ship through a hurricane right. where you're just like, I really hope that like, there's not like, you know, great example, Washington DC presidential motorcade going through. Right. No right. chance. I couldn't have seen that coming. Now we've lost an hour. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> that that's really tricky is just like being prepared for the unknown and knowing that like something's going to go wrong and you need might have 30 minutes to fix it. And sometimes yeah. they just go perfectly, though. Like what about weather? Is weather weather must be a factor sometimes. Yeah, what'll happen is and I'm looking at this one. And it's like, oh, cool. There's like a 30 percent chance of rain on this day. Great. Thanks, New York. Um, <laughs> what will end up happening is I just like religiously F5weather.com 
every day, multiple <laughs> times a day leading up to it. Yeah. And if there's any inkling of weather, there's a shift of like, all right, cool. Let's scrap the outdoor activities, give them an umbrella for when they're in transit and move everything indoors if possible. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah. that's, that's exciting though. That's uh, it's, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like such a cool career, but also such a crazy one to, yes. to have to yeah. endeavor. I travel so much, I don't technically have a home, so I am nomadic. I have a storage in a P.O. box, and I just go from one wow. one adventure to the next. I'm good with winging it, where it's a lot of times we're like traveling here, and I have a hotel, but there's like a couple nights that I don't, and usually, like, luckily, I'm a pretty friendly person, and I have yeah. a lot of friends from college and previous yeah. work things, and I'm like, hey, can I abuse your hospitality for three days, and I'll buy you dinner every night? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then, you know, stay there. And I've had a lot of times where I just wake up and the flight's been canceled. I'm like, okay, let's just try to find a train that gets me down to North Carolina or something. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And so for you're gonna continue this for however however long until you <laughs> drop <coughs> a drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um my my goal. My goal, I always said from the beginning, was by the time I got to adventure number one hundred, I would have like a I would already be in the middle of, if not the end of a considerable shift in the business. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing is since I'm able to raise my rates, I do less events. Um, uh, When the pandemic hit, my, my profit was like 95% live events where I'm out there and like 5% consultations. And so that's shifted where focusing more on consulting where I can do it from anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I just opened up a shop on my website where I'm trying to stock things that you might, be needing to purchase um, elemental ink pens, right? Where like the ink disappears to fire. Uh, Cryptex, which is like, aside from Justin Nevins, which is like the best Cryptex, the best one that I found is the one that I've managed to get a bunch of and sell. And then some digital PDFs. And so the goal is basically try to try to encourage people to do this. And then also if like they want to support me and purchase a couple things from the shop, yeah. awesome. Um, and so that's kind of the next shift is to try to make, uh, have a bunch more different, different, little pieces so it's not just like yep three massive events this year and if one falls through i'm sunk <laughs> oh no yeah so that, oh, that's no. good diversifying it's it's always yes. good to diversify <laughs> yeah yep. yeah and and you've built a great community as well yeah. uh with your discord so that's exciting that you're going to take on the mit hunt and uh <laughs> we're not going to do well and that is oh. okay. I don't want us to do. I want us to. I want us to just enjoy, yeah. find things, and really the reason we started doing all those puzzle hunts, and it really began with last year's Cryptex hunt, was I think the first time we had like a team constructed adventures, and the team is like anyone's invited, just join in. It's a public channel. Yeah. Um, and if we have to have like maximum of five, we'll just make more channels so like you and your friends can do this and and hop in and and collaborate with some some really cool people from around the globe. Um, but it really the goal with all of this is to give people ideas to build hunts of their own. So they'll see some yeah. mechanic in the MIT hunt and they're like, what if we made this 10,000 times easier? We could still <laughs> yeah, do yeah. this mechanic. And that's the goal is to gain inspiration and doing is a good way to get inspiration. That's very true. Yeah. I'm just coming up on the time here. It's been about yeah. an hour. So is there anything else that um, you have not yet talked about that you're hoping to? Oh man, not really. Um, the big thing is if you need any help, come join the community and check the YouTube channel. Feel free to reach out. If you just want to throw a bunch of money at me and have me spearhead the whole thing, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, um, the world needs more of this. 
Mm-hmm. We live in this world where like you're walking down the street and a stranger is like walking toward you and looking at you and you're like, Oh God, please just don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to deal with whatever this is. Or like still even like, year, yeah, yeah, years after Anytime anyone hands off an envelope, like once damn, like, cause I got anthrax in it. It's like, dude, that happened in like the nineties and it was like for a month. And like, that's where your brain goes. And so I wanted, I want more people to be delighted by unique things that happen. And so by all means, I encourage you to create a fun, memorable day for, for someone. Putting a little more wonder into the world. Bingo. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining. And so if people would like to find you, what is your website? Social medias, all that fun yes. stuff. So if you just Google constructed adventures, constructed past tense adventures, plural, you'll be able to find everything. Um, I Maybe I can give you like the tap link I have in show notes where it sends you to the Instagram, the Twitter that I never do anything with, or um, the Discord channel, the subreddit. Feel free to join join any of the communities and be a part of it or just lurk if you'd like. It's uh, really one of the big goals is just to encourage people really want people to to do this themselves. So constructed adventures, you'll be able to find me through that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and hope that your trip to New York goes off with no rain whatsoever. Or or anything like that. We'll be all right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. I'm going to talk us out. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also find us on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, look up Room Escape Divas, just click the like button. If you use Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas. And I think I said email. Maybe I didn't this time. I don't know. You can email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. I love getting email. It's great. I'm old-fashioned that way. And every Friday night, we do have a community meetup um, you can find that on our Facebook page. It's just a, a Zoom chat where we talk about all things escape rooms, puzzles, um, COVID, our dentists, whatever we want to talk about, we talk about. So uh, do come and join us there. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.